Hello and welcome to the Halftime Orange podcast with me, your host, Brenton Weber. Today I am speaking to the founder of Podcasts West um, from Meadowbank Springs in Western Australia, that's in Perth, um, Dave Monk, CPM. Um, Dave is a content marketer with a squiggly line to become one of Australia's top 100 business podcasters as of um, last month. So without further ado, um, here's my conversation with Dave. Welcome to the Halftime Orange podcast and today I'd love to introduce you to our guest, um, Dave Monk, CPM, from all the way from Perth. We're in Auckland. It's great to see you, mate. How are you today? I'm very well, Brenton. Yeah, it's been a brilliant day over here in the West. Uh, sun shining, bit of wind. Um, yeah, it's shaking out to be quite a nice day and I've been going quite well with my new ventures and everything like that. Yeah, well, I've been I've been on your podcast. That's how we met originally. Mm. Um, you're you're but you're becoming quite a uh, quite a, compared to me. Certainly, you're a veteran podcaster, and you're you've I've been watching since I was on your podcast. I've been seeing quite a bit of news being announced by your good self. So, um, for those that don't know you yet. How about introducing yourself to my listeners and tell us about this exciting new venture um, with Podcast West in Perth? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I am a fellow podcaster. My show is called 12 Hats Radio and it's been going for a year now. And, okay, the meaning behind 12 Hats is that it's the number of roles we play as marketers or entrepreneurs when we are dealing with our business. It's sort of my little in-joke I had in the shower once. Now, at the beginning of the year, I did start off as 12 Hats Media Lab, but now I've rebranded as Podcast West since August uh, this year, which is just, it is the one of the first, I say, one, one of the first, or if not the first podcast marketing agency in Perth. And I've passion for podcasting. I've, since the lockdown, okay, backstory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us your spec story. Because like me, you, it's not a straight line to where you got no, to. Definitely not a straight line. So, uh, yeah, let us know about your wiggly line. Okay. Rewind back to March this year when we had that lockdown when the World Health Organization announced the pandemic. In that week, and as a day I remember for the rest of my life, it was Black Friday, March the, March the 13th, 2020. And I lost, from my social media agency, I lost uh, two-thirds of my business in one's foul swoop. A lot of them were shut down by the government, but quite a few of them were rats leaving the sick and ship. So mm, it left me that must have been tough, mate. Yeah. So you know, luckily the Australian government's been generous with handouts and has been kept us going for the last six months. Anyhow, so I just went out. Did a live stream on YouTube and said, enough is enough, this is the line in the sand. And what I did is I, I pivoted. I pivoted with, first and foremost, having a weekly podcasting for beginners course every fortnight. I ran that from April to July. Then I started selling courses, podcasts for beginners courses. And it just kept the ball rolling. And... In July, I got inspired again. I always get my inspiration in the showers. There's a shower, toilet, power, wherever it is, you usually 
least likely location you get it from. Mm, yeah, yeah. I said, look, I'll keep the 12 hats to the side. I'm going to remarry myself as Podcast West just to get straight to the point of where I want to go, what sort of work I want to track, and attract rather, and there we are. So I had official launch party on August 18th, so I can say Podcast West was officially born on August 18th, 2020. And it's been going well ever since. I've been getting a lot of traction and also the fact that adds a lot of social proof that because I started this podcasting journey this time last year, Five months down the track, I've now been getting my podcast regularly into the top 250 marketing podcasts in Australia on Apple. That's brilliant. I saw that. I saw that post. Um, it was either I think it was late last week. Um, yeah, celebrate. Reason for celebration. That's a long way. Yeah. That's that's come a long way in the space of a year. So, what brought you to podcasting a year? You know, almost. What did you say? Almost a year ago, or or, 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 or mo- yeah. When did you start? And what brought you there? What began the what hey, began well, your journey? Podcasting was something I kind of wanted to do, but what triggered it? I started co-working at a at a new co-working space in Perth, good uh, space cube up in the CBD, and I went there for one. A speed networking breakfast and I looked in the kitchen and I said podcast studio available for hire now on the tour they didn't tell me about this one and then so they just something just clicked and truth be known it was world podcast week that week so they had a special on where you had a you know you get I think it was two three hour two hour sessions in the studio for free just to try it out so I went in there, mucked around with the microphone, and it felt really good because back about 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, I was actually on community radio here in Perth. I was on a hip-hop station called Groove 11.7 where I co-hosted a comedy program. So Excellent. Yeah. It felt like riding a bike and it felt natural. And I know I said my – the show I started off was quite broad. I said marketing, entrepreneurship, anything I find interesting. But what I found is now I've just narrowed it down to just pure interviews. Right. And so um, what I, I, I was obviously on your show. Um, mm. I'm not sure whether it's been um, broadcast yet. I think you said it was coming up in the, before November, I think, when we when we yeah. said. Because you, 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 you prolifically record them. Eh? You, you do quite a few interviews. How many are you up to now? Ooh, I've published 68. Right. Uh, I've got four lined up to be scheduled and I've got another eight. So, yeah, I've done 80. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what's, um, what's been the biggest lessons you've learned along the way? I imagine that you're a different podcasting beast than you were hmm. just over a year ago. Yeah. Well, I've taken all my... I'm taking it seriously now. I've got the proper kit. Uh, I've got. I put. I found invested in some good intro and outro music. I would actually mix it up a little bit, uh, and I'll just speak clear. I just got sick of monologues. So I'm just now, as I said, I'm more of a curator than a creator, because rather than me doing all the research and have a monologue and sounds a bit boring, I just leave the questions over to my guests and let them fill in the blanks and then, you know, share 
makes us both look like the expert. Yeah, well, well, certainly. I think it was. Um, I haven't heard it back yet, but I'm I'm assuming it would be quite flattering. <laughs> um, but no, I really enjoyed the experience. Do you think? Um, how? Why? Why is podcasting, in your opinion, growing so fast? I mean, it's it's growing at quite a rate, especially this year, right? Hmm. With everybody being probably more in a situation where they 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 can focus on it they could focus on it sitting at home trying to work out what to do how to alter their business how to alter their approach and adapt to the new environment i guess there's been, that that would be some reason behind it but the the growth has been happening for a long time right yeah well i think podcast is going for a renaissance so you know the medium itself it's not new it's been around what since 2004 yeah i believe when it came out with the iPod, yeah, but I think it's just an it was just the perfect storm of variables that made it possible that it's now growing. First and foremost, audio is hot, so it's not just podcasting; it's internet radio stations, it's it's audio books, it's mm. all these audio things that's now available. And there's the that's the first and foremost. Second one is that because people have slowed their lives down, you know, they've got time to kill. And what better than just sitting up, sit on your couch or sit in a comfy chair and put a, put some, put a podcast on and just kill the time. I think that's a, the pandemic has helped the podcasting quite a lot. Other, another variable I think is that there is just a desire for new content. Because of COVID, I know you don't want to see the C word on the show, but <laughs> hey, how can you get, how can you get away from it this year? Yeah, television and movie uh, production has slowed or ground to a halt, and <clears throat> and that's going to have a knock on for the next two years. But when everyone stopped filming, started editing, and start producing, it's going to be a bit of a dry space. And next two years, we're going to be a bit of a cultural wasteland, and you know. When we've got the bigger players like that out, you know, where else can we find original content? We can find original content of things like YouTube and podcasts. I think that's a really important thing to consider. And also I think nothing from the other point of view from the microphone is because people got so much time on their hands now, they probably can have no excuse to go out and start recording. I think the stats is I think there's about 200,000 being launched this year. Yeah, the numbers that I, mm. I keep forgetting the numbers that are shared with me, but they're always like they're always wow numbers. Yeah, um, somebody said it was some like thousands a day that are being launched, <laughs> it's, or uh, something like that. Maybe, maybe uh, hundreds a day that are being launched, hundreds of business podcasts a day that are being launched. Um, so I guess how do you how do you get the cut through? You're you've succeeded in many ways. You're you're now in those that top one hundred of Australian business podcasts. How do you? How do you? What do you put down to the the cut through that you've been able to achieve? Everything you do has to be consistent and persistent. It's just simple as that. I think just because you're serving your audience. Now, what I've done is make sure that every time I publish, it's at the same time every week. So it's Monday and Friday at seven a.m. Perth time. Just because if I pick up some listeners, they know when my 
what podcast comes out. I'm also persistent that I make sure that it's coming out regularly, not because a lot of business podcasts will just do one and post every blue moon and want to know why they haven't got the listenership. It's because you're letting mm. people down. Let's be frank. A lot of business podcasts also fail because they're not listening to their listeners, what they want, and are not asking the questions that the listeners are expecting to hear. And I think I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that, trying to add that value. That's why I have that set of 10 questions. I, I basically can't post every guest. Mm-hmm. But, but people know what to expect, but also it gives them a new perspective on the answer. It gives them grounds to go out and hopefully improve their lives, improve their marketing, find some motivation. Yeah, yeah. I think I like the way that you you mine for those motivational nuggets as well in, in your question. Yeah. We, uh, I, I wanted to let you know as well, we, I said that we've been on your podcast before. We ended your podcast with a bit of a, a – I remember having a lot of laughs with you on your show because mm. I think you'll remember uh, my son, Riley, had been uh, – I've got some new Nerf guns for his birthday. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that I didn't follow through on any of your or my ideas about how we should have dealt with that. Because I know that we were, we were we, let's just say the sky was the limit um, <laughs> in, in how, how we were looking to solve that problem. Yeah. You're, uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to make sure in case anyone was listening. Um what have you got on the horizon? It's been such an exciting time for you. You must be picking up with all the momentum. Where do you see this going? How far do you want to take this podcasting? Oh, I really want to create well, a full-blown mid-sized agency with it, with a full-on department. So basically I'll be the creative director. I have someone in charge of sales, someone in charge of editing, you know, have a music department, have a videography department, have you know, a script department, all, all that sort of stuff that can service people. Mm-hmm. I also would like to have a network. Tell me more about that. So a good reason behind network, well, I could call it it's more of a cooperative, you know, because I'm not going to put anyone off, but the truth about monetization in podcasts is that unless you hit 50,000 downloads, you won't be attracting any advertisers. Mm. So... And that's a long way. I mean, I'm I'm not even oh, halfway there yet. I was going to say I'm I'm I think we've just we've just got over triple digits. Yeah. After eight episodes, um, and then that's not that's total, that's total across those eight episodes. What I'm thinking about with the network is have a band, all these business and other genres that are related together, so we can have a combined download total of about 50,000, then we can go and approach um, the advertisers and bring in money. And that's going to have a knock-on effect. The other thing I'm really going to focus on next year and beyond is audio journalism. I like to have special one-off investigative stories that, you know, local stories, um, things that are happening in Perth that need to be stories that need to be told. Not necessarily true crime, but there's some other interesting stuff that's going on out here. And that needs to be in podcast form. And the good thing about it, because traditional media uh, is being made, a lot of journalists may have been redundant. You know, if I pull a brain together, you can say to a freelance journalist, look, here's some money, here's a project, here's your deadline, and go and create a podcast. I really love to be in that position. Because I really 
want to add some integrity to the podcast West brand. I want to make sure it you know, stands for you know, high high quality audio content. I think that's a really good idea. I see a lot of. Um, I mean, there's obviously an issue with journalism worldwide. Um, yeah, there's a lot that we've we've talked on this show and on other shows about the ch- the changing focus of media and how difficult it is to find great journalism because mm. it's all about clicks. And so I've I've noticed that there's quite a few journalists that I I, I admire here in New, in New Zealand who I respect, and they um, they've started doing the whole Patreon writing stuff. I, I I haven't seen many of those guys into the the podcasting market, and yet I did see that in the U in the US when I first started. I guess I started taking real notice of maybe there was a, I saw I felt there was a renaissance happening around 2010, 11. That's when I guess I really started to listen to it. I never thought that I would create one at that point. It was, uh, but um, I, I remember there were quite a lot of journalists leaving some of the American media giants and setting up setting up on their own podcast. So, well, there any Australian or New Zealand um, journos that want to create high quality, insightful content and find it? I do think it would be a, an interesting and a, a much more um, engaging way. For those people, I'd, I'd be more likely to sign up to a, and I'm thinking like Toby Manhire's podcast, than I would be probably to sign up to a newsletter, which or a, or a, or something that I've got to read. Because to be perfectly honest, I don't, I do all my reading now tends to be around work, and all my information absorption comes through, as you were saying, audio books. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it sounds really exciting what you're doing. Um, the guys that put my show together, they they they're um, called billionaires in boxes, um, and I've mentioned them before because they do provide to have somebody on your side that knows what they're doing. I think it it's it's, it's like getting your hands on the cheat codes. Yeah, you know, it's like you, get, you can get <laughs> you can have a bit more fun with the game earlier, quicker than than um, the the long hard process. Um, early, I think I might have talked about this on your show. Um, but earlier this year, I realized that I was trying to do that with everything that I was doing. I was trying to do everything on my own. I was trying to build my company as if I was building my own house, including um, firing the bricks and glazing the glass. And it's it's a very inefficient way to grow, whereas to reach out to somebody like yourself or to Phil and Partha, who I work with, they're uh, really valuable, really valuable to, to help with that journey. Speaking of the journey um, and, and the squiggly line, going further back, much like me, you've had um, experiences, customer-facing experiences in all sorts of industries. How much do you think that help, that has helped you, um, you know, not necessarily going through having that traditional early beginnings um, that gave you that insight into understanding how to connect with fellow, your fellow human being? Well, if we're right back, I started off 20 years ago in a completely different industry. I started off in hospitality and tourism. Great industry. It's a people industry. Uh, and what a tough industry to be in this year, by the way. Yeah. So so I've been got that you know, that people skills drilled into me from since I was like 18. And, you know, I got burnt out of it when I was 30 because I realised, you no. Know, 
good as it is, and you know, tra- got me traveling around the world and working in resorts and some really amazing places. <laughs> it's just the man. Hospital Mondays become a bit too much. Yeah, you know, I just realised my career wasn't going anywhere. It was just yeah, right. People who I was better. I think I was more talented than the ones who get promoted all the time because a lot about nepotism and all that crap. That's all that politics that goes behind the scenes. So. I got inspired. So I hit 30. And what was it that inspired you at 30? What was the inspirational? Was it a moment? Was it a change in just a, a change as you, you reached another level? Or was there something that you read or saw that, that really grabbed you? I looked within because I'm, I'm an introvert. And I realized when I was 12, I wanted to be an ad man. Right. Okay. So I hit 30, left hospitality. Uh, also, it was about time when my pop was sick. So I was up in Darwin. So my pop was down in Perth. So I moved back down to Perth and went back to uni, got my master, first master's degree in marketing. And that's kind of where everything kind of went. Then one degree later, then I'd been by the research bug and I'd written a thesis. And this, Yeah, what was, the, what was the thesis on? It was on visual storytelling, um, brand archetypes. I basically re-engineered energy drink brands like Red Bull and Monster Energy and how they behave on Instagram. Right. Okay. Tell me more about that. That sounds really interesting. So, okay. So the theory that I used was all about archetypes and people who do listen to my show, I know I bring it up a lot, quite a lot, especially Hero's Journey. So an archetype is what you see in every – so basically root character you see in every book, TV show, film. So is that the Joseph Campbell stuff? Um, yes, the Joseph Campbell stuff. Really interesting when you when you see the, those patterns everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a good book out there. It came out in 2001 by Mark and Pearson. It's called Their Hero and the Outlaw, and it's got 12 basic brand archetypes. So I applied that theory to what I saw on, on – on those Instagram posts, and I found that one brand was acting like a hero, the other was acting more like an outlaw. Right. Just through the imagery, the way that all the protagonists in the in the images are acting. I mean, I, I dissected over 150 different social media images and got down to really nitty-gritty, all the technical stuff. So that's just in my end. The argument is that why is that why Robin Hood is such a fascinating character for little boys yeah. because they've got he is the hero and the outlaw at the same time or, or the or the, uh, the Clint Eastwood man with no name with the man with no name character. Yeah, well, you look at the anti-hero, and that that was big in the noughties in the in the tens. Mm-hmm. The anti-hero is not a, not the villain. It's not the not the hero. He's he's somewhere in the grey zone. Liam Gallagher. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's so okay. Batman is the classic anti-hero because he's right, bi-moral. Okay. You no, know, he, you know, he punches baddies and does breaks all the laws, but he's also doing it for the righteous reasons. But he's got that sort of that dark, shady, shadowy thing that makes it as interesting. That sort of thing. So, and I find that stuff really fascinating. Um, so that's what so, my so what's your brand? So where are you? Uh, do you do you use this in your branding as well? Yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm trying to think. What does Halftime Orange? I'm, I'm getting quite excited by this um, archetype idea. Like, I I think in some ways we're we're outlaws because we're trying to we're we're kind of bringing what we think is the big consulting ideas, but 
without the big consulting prices. Um, we're trying to mix it up by, you know, getting outside of our, our lane, but it's really to bring as increase the value that we're bringing to clients and customers because when you're all when you're all united the 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 potential for growth is just so much greater so so yeah i can i can see how those archetypes can can fit quite nicely fran are you listening so she's my marketing lady so uh i have to start we'll have to have a nice long conversation about how it can be more outlaw like <laughs> yeah well the outlaw is perfect for any brand that is number two or is not the status quo yeah yeah the hero brand. We're not the hero brand not yet. The hero brand, and certainly not the ruler brand, which is like the Mercedes Benz of the world and stuff like that. No. <laughs> it's the outlaw too. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, have you, do you know that book? Be more pirate. Can't say I have. Like yeah, yeah. No, I'll, 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 I wouldn't. I'm actually going to put that link in in the notes as well, and maybe we should put the link to the book that you were talking about with the hero and the outlaw. Because mm. they sound sound sound. Um, yeah, they sound great. Um, let's uh, yeah carry on anyway. I, I was stopped at the the thirty year inspirational period. So, Sam, I got inspired. And that's what we all can want to do. If you're ever in doubt in the crossroads of your career, yeah, and you're stuck, do what I do and listen to your twelve year old self. Good sage words there. What did your twelve year old self tell you? Well, I told you first of all that I'm creative and I've been become that ad man that that twelve year old wanted to be, of course. Yeah, ad man slash film director, Steven Spielberg type character. So, where where does the series Mad Men fall in your list of favourite programs? Absolutely, and Mad Men was popular at the time when I was about thirty. And also, there's a show up in Australia called The Gruen or The Gruen Transfer. I'm not sure if it's been on New Zealand. Though. Yeah. No, I I know him. Yeah, I know him very well from yeah, being so a pom. I'm a huge fan of Bruin, and especially Todd Sanson. He's he's I count him as one of my heroes, and he kind of that show also inspired me to go into marketing. Excellent, excellent. So, long way from there to twelve hats. Um, why why twelve hats? I love I love hearing founder stories and where names come from. So. With the twelve of you, um, <laughs> or uh, yeah, where, where does the where does the name come from? First and foremost, it's a reference to the archetype theories because there's twelve basic archetypes. Gotcha, gotcha. Second thing of all, and it's why I tell people who are, don't know what an archetype is, is that is the number of roles that I play when someone outsources their digital marketing to me. That's very cool. That's very cool. And um, so that, but tough year for 12 Hats this year with COVID. But but you guys are doing actually pretty well now in, in Perth. I mean, you've got to be, you and Tasmania are, are pretty much COVID community transmission free. Is that correct? That's correct. We've been, been COVID free for six months coming up too. Oh, that must feel wonderful. So life is pretty much normal for um, Western Australia. Yeah. I mean, we're going to the footy. We've been going to the pub since July. Uh, it's pretty much back to normal. Um, the, only get, the only new cases are ones that are coming in from overseas. And they're being caught in quarantine. Yeah. We've got the, we've got the toughest um, 
one of the toughest hotel quarantine regimes in the world. And also it's the fact that we have a hard border for us, for the state. Unless you get an exemption, if you come into Western Australia, you have to go to 14-day quarantine. There's no exception. So even if you're travelling, say, from South Australia, which also has a very low COVID rate, you still have to go through the quarantine regime over here. And that's been good for our state premier because he's getting about 89% approval ratings because he's an ex-Navy man and he's just the military training's been drilled into him has just shown strong leadership and we're and we're all thankful because we're in the, the safe we're in the safest one of the safe the safest places in the world time stamp this show because um to at midnight tonight of 11:59 tonight we get back into level 1 so we come out of our second cluster issue um you know second lockdown and um I've got the the excitement is palpable because we had we had that period of 103 days without community transmission and we got back to this living normally and I don't I don't think I don't think people can 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 realize what that feels like in a year like this if you're not going through it but also it means that the people who are living in our respective regions countries certainly I'm finding that a lot of Kiwis just don't really know how serious this is. And it's almost like, well, it's not really, we're, we're, we're pretty coddled here from, from, the, from the effects of it. Whereas my, my producer, one of my, one of my producers on the podcast, he's into 12 weeks, I think it's his 12, 12th week. He's up in Liverpool, up in the northwest of England. And although he's beaten COVID, his post-viral complications, I think, I think are just, just, Staggering, he's twenty nine, so he's not. He's not. He's a fit young man, and um, he's been having to have twenty four hour ECG, and that was in like the eleventh week after it. So we're so it's so bankable what we're being given by our governments and our um, and our regional and, and in your case the state government. Um, we've got a we've got an election coming up in about timestamp ten days. So um, she's she's pretty much got an absolute shoe in. It was funny when when the second cluster or the second um, the second group of clusters was announced um, in August. It was like oh, she's either going to completely cement her position, being shown that they can we can once again deal to it, or she's going to lose the the largest support that she's ever had um, unfortunately for us. You know everybody's everybody's smiling as we can we can start living our normal lives next year um huge not quite not the same for most people and um yeah have you got any um clients or or have you been doing any podcasting overseas have you been um experiencing through conversation what other people have been going through what and, and if so what have you been learning from those conversations well i've been talking to a lot of americans and first of all my heart goes out to them I just, they got that shit scared look in their eyes, I say. That's, <laughs> yeah. It's been a really, really bad year for our American cousins. But, you know, I see a lot of optimism as well around the world. I mean, I talk to a lot of people in the UK and I know they've gone through the second lockdown and the second wave, but I'm not seeing that dread that I do with Americans. I do it for the Brits. Mm, yeah. I, it's funny. I don't even think the Brits have even got out of their first lockdown. Not yeah. properly. It's just kind of like been a wave of lockdowns 
Um, so they've never been able to experience. And the, I mean, the, the worrying thing for me being a POM, as you can tell by my silly accent, <laughs> Dave, is um, is for my friends and family who are over there because this is this is the end of their summer. It was the summer was the period. Like we're we're very fortunate. It's like we're we're going through this in our winters, and we have shorter flu seasons anyway because we are blessed with better weather. You're blessed with amazing weather. I mean, for the, the few weeks that I was in, I think I was there for about 10 days in 2006 on my way um, over to further further east. And um, even though I think I was there in August, it was like a British summer's day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, blessed blessed to be able to enjoy that. So, um, yeah, kudos to who's in charge of, of your state. Um. Before we go, I always like to ask my guests because, hey, we've all got customers, but we are also customers. And we have brands that we love and we have brands that we have brands and companies that treat us like they should because we're giving them our hard-earned cash and we should come away feeling a little bit happy, god damn it. Um, what's the best customer experience that you've that kind of springs to mind if I push you today um, that you've experienced this year? This year? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm, that's, that's a good question. This, this year adds a mix to it, doesn't it? Because it's been yeah. so difficult for companies to deliver that. Or or, the, or what they've had to deliver has had to be different from what they've delivered before. Mm. Western Australia, you've got to sort your customer experience out. I mean, Dave can't <laughs> think of one good customer experience for <laughs> this year. Um, I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure it's just that I'm putting you on. And I'm sure I'm just putting you on the spot. So just, I'm, I'm sure you've got, a, 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 we've all got great tales of when we've been treated great by brands. So just in your, what's the last one that you can remember that stands out that you go, oh yeah, I was treated like absolute, I was treated exactly how I how I want to be treated. Or even I'm, I've been treated in a way that I didn't even know I wanted to be treated. This is wonderful. Well, actually the, the guys who sold me my Roadcaster Pro, done, I mean, they did a really Really good job because you know they're very hard to come by because of the lockdown and there's a ten week waiting period. But you know, kudos to them. They they actually kept me in the loop. You know, it took me a month to get to it, and they always you know just did the right thing. It's not it was just the little things. Just you know, keep keep me informed, keep me where I'm at, and you know, text me where it's a bug. And that's all I ask for. It's just a little bit of communication. Yeah, it allowed you to keep a track on the process because yeah. there is nothing more frustrating, those black data, black information weeks where you're like, I'm, I'm, what, what's happening? What's going on? So, yeah, trackable, trackability is so important to the customer experience. And um, these are usually easier to remember for some reason, but what's, some of the, what's, what's one of the worst customer experiences that you've had? And you don't have to mention any brands. Um, but you know, to, you know, to, and in, uh, you know, and a describe us, describe to us and the uh, myself and the listeners um, something tragic that's happened in the customer experience space to you, Dave. Yeah, well, I've not going to name names. It was one of the telcos over here when I was a telecommunications company delivering weird customer experience. You 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 could knock me over, Dave. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Well, put this way, they they're very good when you're signed up, but when you're trying to get rid of them, they're not that good. And they were taking I basically broke 
well, I didn't break the contract. I terminated the contract in June. They were still charging me direct debit in September for essentially was a dud contract. And they were sending me all sorts of messages saying, no, your bill's overdue, your bill's overdue. And what had happened was is that the, the sales rep in the store just didn't tick that right box. Why was that not picked up within the – I'm sure you complained the first time a direct debit was – yeah, I was did. It, I, it wasn't one of those things that you just didn't know. I mean, we don't. Che- I, I'm guilty. I don't check every single transaction. Unfortunately, it goes out of the the account. Yeah, I I check. I mean, I check my bank balance daily, and so you saw it coming out. I saw it coming out, and I rang Ben. You know, you know how they like they'll put you over to somewhere in India or the Philippines and give you the run, give you the runaround, and That's certainly the perception, isn't it? Yeah, like my mum who rang up another competing. Calco, no joke. It was supposed to be a professional call centre, and there was chickens in the background. <laughs> right. Well, hey, we're all working from home though at the moment, so uh, you know it's 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 uh, it is harder. So potentially there's some extenuating circumstances. We've got a guy next door with some chickens, so if you if you do hear any chickens during this podcast, my apologies. Hey, um. Thanks so much for being on the show, mate. Um, it's been a fantastic 40 minutes. We managed to get through those early tech difficulties. For the listeners, we, we, we stopped and started a couple of times. So hopefully the, um, the editors will do a magic job hiding um, the telecommunications company <laughs> that we had, funnily enough. We won't bother complaining to them. Um, and, hey, before I go, Dave, for people that want to reach out to you, give them a little – how should they do that? Um, and um, who, who's who, how? How would you like to help people? Okay, so first and foremost, check out my new website, podcastswest.com.au. I know, it, I know it's, I'm based in Perth, but I can do it remotely and I can do it worldwide. Now, what I can offer people is not just necessarily podcast coaching and the hosting route. I can also offer a guest booking service. So I think. Everybody should be looking at publicity, earned media as part of their marketing mix. So that's first and foremost my plug for my business. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm quite active there and LinkedIn. So both look out for Dave Monk CPM. CPM stands for Certified Practicing Marketer. I have the two. I have a headphones and a microphone, just a full of spam bots, everything like that on LinkedIn but also follow my company podcast West and also listen out to my, my podcast 12 hats radio. And the best way you can help me if you listen to the show, like the show, uh, give, give a five star rating and also give a five star rating to Brenton, especially on Apple with the best way of helping fledging uh, podcasters in their craft. Oh, well, that's very gracious of you to think of that. Um, and, yeah, somebody said I should be asking people, look, please, please subscribe to our um, our podcast. We we do this because I'm certainly not – we had a, we had another um, a, a veteran podcaster from your wonderful country on um, – we, we, we actually just published, I think it was episode six, maybe episode five, a guy called Neil Butler and um, it, um, from Geelong in Victoria. And um, yeah, it's been it's 
like like talking to him it's been great having a chat with somebody who's been doing this for a while but yeah yeah any help so yeah so click, what what is it they say um i'm trying to do my my george fm thing you know click subscribe blah 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 um before we do go one last thing as a as an ex hip hop um local radio dj got any um flavor, any recent flavors that i should be um, looking out for are you still are you still in that space? Do you still find find that music as part of your yeah um, day to day? I've just got a well, do a shout out to my good mate who runs a good crop record records over in Perth. He's actually a, from Zimbabwe originally, and he's doing awesome. great things with the local African community over here. Mm-hmm. And he's doing some really amazing stuff. And he's also following me on Instagram. So yeah, a little little plug for him. Um, well, how about we do a plug in the notes as well, um, to, just to close off the show? Um, and yeah, I'm sure he's probably far better placed than two old dudes like you and I. Um, I, used to, I used to be a house DJ myself, so um, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, um, sorts of stuff. So, hey, Dave, again, lovely talking to you. Um, lovely to be part of your network as well. And um, I look forward to the next time we talk on either this or your podcast very soon. Thanks, mate. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you very much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it interesting. Um, As a further sign of gratitude, we'd like to pass on a 30% discount to all listeners um, on the HTO Educate Learning Management System. We, uh, we've, we've launched it recently um, with a base level of um, courses that really focus on helping companies get through this really tough year, looking at mental health management, looking at um, managing virtual teams, setting up home offices. There's a, a, a very strong focus on health and safety as well, because we certainly believe that at the moment your customers, the very base level of customer service that they're expecting is to be safe when they're doing business with you. So so please have a look um, at the website, see whether it's something that could be of value to you and your teams in a year where it's very difficult to, to find time to train and to refresh skills. And we'll put the... We'll put the address in the notes um, to this episode, um, along with the the discount code, which is HTOPodcast30. But yeah, that will be in the notes. So once again, thank you. And I look forward to talking with you on the next podcast.